This is episode 184, Stop Your Start-Stop Sabotaging Pattern with Luca. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I'm really excited about today's session because it is a subject that comes up so much. How do we stop our sabotaging behavior? How do we stop that pattern of having great ideas or having great intentions, starting to work on a creative project, getting momentum in our business, getting to the gym, starting a yoga practice, meditation practice, whatever it is. And then we hit that place where we stop because we get busy, we get overwhelmed, we get insecure or whatever the reasons may be. So I think you're really going to enjoy this coaching session with Luca. I do a lot of teaching in the call. So my wrap up afterwards isn't as long, but I encourage you to listen to it as always. Well, I'm on a bit of a high because this past weekend I facilitated my women's retreat. This is a retreat that I've taught for 10 years. And this year was a big year because we changed the retreat from 25 people to 100. Every year in the past three to four years, we've had a wait list for the retreat of 50 people, at least. Sometimes it was eight, last year it was 80 people. And so I was training other people to teach the retreat and what we all realized last year is we just needed to make the retreat bigger. And it was incredible to see the power of 100 women coming together. So many miracles, so much freedom. I'm inspired. I've had tears in my eyes, tears of joy, tears of gratitude ever since. And if you want to join me on my next retreat, it is in Hawaii. And gentlemen, this is open to you. So first retreat ever, I'm opening up to men, women, and couples. This is a six-day retreat. It's in a beautiful space in Maui. It's September 8th through 13th. If you want more information on that, you can go to christinehasler.com slash Hawaii or email jill at christinehasler.com. We had a lot of people from the women's retreat enroll this weekend. So space is filling up quickly. So come to Hawaii with me. It's also my birthday. My partner, Stephanos, will also be teaching a little bit with me. We're going to be, oh, it's just going to be epic. So, I mean, just the fact that it's in Maui is incredible enough. And I know the things we're going to do there are going to blow your mind, burst your heart wide open and leave you feeling more clear and more at peace and more excited about your life than ever before. So again, christinehasler.com slash Hawaii. So I want to take a moment to do a brief shout out to an old friend of mine. This is actually someone that I went to grad school with, and it's been so amazing to watch her journey. She, like many of you, wasn't happy and fulfilled and satisfied at her very, very successful career. And as she got on her personal growth and spiritual path, she unlocked many doors that she'd never opened in her life before. And so her life desires shifted and changed. And she found that she was an inner artist and she really, really wanted to creatively express herself more. So she started creating beautiful, elegant, and empowering jewelry. And 
I was so excited to gift all the women at the retreat with one of her pieces. They got the heart bracelet, which is a reminder that we can attract anything our heart desires by holding a positive vision and then infusing that vision into your jewelry as a daily inspiration. And I wanted all of my listeners to have this same kind of token for inspiration. And so Jeannie is gifting all of you with 20% off your order at her site, JeannieVergerJewelry.com. That link will be in the show notes and I'll spell it out for you. J-E-A-N-N-E-V as in Victor, E-R-G-E-R, Jewelry.com. And then enter the code RADIANT at checkout and you get 20% off your order. And if you want to get the bracelet that we gifted all the women with, it is the heart bracelet. Okay. So as you are listening to my call with Luca, do you have a start stop pattern? Do you tend to get momentum on things or you have great ideas about things and you're excited but then something happens and you end up quitting you end up sabotaging yourself and you maybe feel like a failure, feel disappointed. And no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get back into it. How are you at self-care? When you do actually take a break from work, do you nourish yourself? Do you refill your tank in a way that's really healthy? Did you have a parent that was judgmental or critical? And have you internalized that parent? Do you ever deal with overwhelm, especially when it comes to taking action steps toward your dreams? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Luca. Luca, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. So my question is around my pattern of stopping and going. So I'm working on, you know, personal projects and I seem to be really excited from the get-go and I would be going for a couple months. And then out of the blue, I just lose all my momentum and I feel like I don't want to do anything. I just stop. Okay. So then I fall into not being so nice to myself. So a lot of judging, negative self-talk. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, first of all, this is common. This is a question that's come up very often on the show. So the problem is common. Often the underlying reasons are unique to people's individual experiences. So you said it happens out of the blue. I would very seriously doubt it happens out of the blue. So I just want you to be curious with me for a second here and think back to what tends to be a common triggering event or theme or place you get to with projects that then has you stop. I feel like most of the time I just act out of feelings. So if I'm having a bad day or a stress day or a conversation that was unhappy, then I tend to go to that place where I just need to be alone. I just need to stop whatever I'm doing. And then it's hard to go back into the saddle. Okay. Well, a lot of us have that where we just need some time off. But what happens like if you do stop, like say you have a bad day or someone pisses you off or you're just in a mood and you stop working for a day, what do you do when you stop working? How do you nourish yourself? How do you take care of yourself? I think most of the time, actually, you don't. Exactly. I would go more, I, I have a tendency to go into rebel mode and just, pardon my, my language, but screw everything. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense as to why you stop. Because what's happening is 
you're going, 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 you get a little burnt out or something happens in your personal life or you just need a break, which is very human. I love what I do. And very often I just need a break from it. But I make sure when I take that break, it's a nourishing and fulfilling break. It's not a break where I beat myself up because I'm not doing enough or I'm behind or I'm comparing myself to others. It's like, you go, 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 get to burn out or get upset by something or something. And then don't treat yourself very kindly. And then you're just like, F it all. And you want to rebel, which makes sense because if one doesn't have a healthy self-care practice and relationship with oneself, then the only way they feel any kind of relief is if they rebel. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, and then this kind of gets back to also your upbringing. Were you raised in a strict household or a very supportive, loving, encouraging household or a household with no boundaries at all? Very judging. Mm -hmm. Judging, would you say it was strict? Um, No, not that strict. More judging in terms of like my ideas of series, like I never do that or... Uh, like the way I dress is shitty or the way I do my hair. Like, I think I feel like I was being judged for every single thing I did or did not do. Even to this day, especially from my dad. And I think I'm still like scared of him or scared to like have conversations with him because I'm just trying to protect myself from whatever it is that he's going to say. Even though it has lessened recently, but. Yes. You're basically trying to protect yourself from judgment. Mm Mm-hmm. I was just talking about this with a with a client of mine. Basically what happens is, you know, we're born as this blank slate and then our parents treat us the way they treated us. So in your case, very judgmental. And then we treat ourselves the way our parents treated us because they're the model. They're like, oh, well, if 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 this is the way that people treat me who supposedly love me, I guess this is the way I need to treat myself. So then we internalize the way our parents treat us. And then we basically attract people in our lives that treat us like our parents treat us. And we really don't like, we get irritated or triggered by people who treat us like our parents treated us and like we are consequently treating ourselves inside. So you've just internalized all this self-judgment. And of course you sabotage yourself because with all that judgment growing up, Luca, some part of you believes that you're worthless and you can't do it. True. I was just commenting the other day that I turned it just like my father. Well, do you really want to say that? No, I know. I'm like, <laughs> but like, I'm like, I'm catching myself. Like I was with someone and I'm just like, oh, wow, this is totally what my dad would say. My dad would do it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Or that's great. That's great awareness. But where I encourage you to go is to greet it with a little more compassion and honoring and go, oh, wow, I'm speaking and acting in the way that my father acted and treated me. And I can feel how painful that was. And I have so much compassion for myself and my journey in this moment. Because it's it's one thing to catch yourself, but you're catching yourself with judgment. And if you're bringing judgment to your personal growth and to your awareness, then you're just perpetuating the pattern, my love. So your medicine, from my point of view, is massive, massive compassion. Massive compassion. Because that's what you didn't get. Massive compassion for the judgment. See, your judger 
the part of you that's hard on you, thinks it's parenting itself. It really does. It really thinks it's taking care of you. So if you try to just get rid of it and make it wrong, some part of your survival system is going to be like, what's going on? Our parent is gone. So when we just try to push these protective parts away, it doesn't really work. Instead, we have to greet them with love, with compassion, with acceptance, and thank them for serving us so far and work with them rather than against them. But do you see how you're just trying to push this judger away? You're trying to push this part of you that's like your father away? Totally. Yeah. So how do you think you could greet it with a little more compassion and understanding? I mean, I think it's, I mean, look, like you just said, like in the moment, if being able to just give myself some love, I guess I think it was in one of the other podcasts where, you know, you're having a hard time with someone, you see someone and then sending them love secretly. So I've mm-hmm. been doing this. Um, and I've been doing this for myself. Mm. Would be a really good practice. Yes. Be a very good practice. You basically have to father yourself the way that you wish your father would have fathered you. It's what it always comes back to. I mean, practically every episode of the show comes back to this. And it's not because it's the only way I know how to coach. It's literally the way that shifts things. The root. It's the root. Exactly. Because we get programmed. We get programmed at a very young age. And the, the reptilian part of our brain that is wired to our survival is massive. It's responsible for so many of our actions and choices. And all of us at a very young age develop survival and compensatory strategies that we think we need to stay alive. And to basically, yeah, to stay alive, but also to be safe, be loved, be validated, belong, all those kinds of things. But in our modern world, safety and love and belonging are wired with survival because we feel without those things, we die. And so your survival strategy has been judgment. That's how you monitor yourself. That's how you keep yourself on track because that's the way you were parented. So you've internalized this as your survival strategy. So when we try to kill off survival strategies, it's like, let me just take the oxygen away. It doesn't work. We can't just positive think and do affirmations and think law of attraction. Like it gets us so far, but we have to do the work to accept the survival strategy, think it, acknowledge it, accept it, have compassion for it and work with it and build a sense of safety and love and acceptance up inside of us so that survival strategy isn't as needed. Making sense? Absolutely. So for you, it's all about, because let me ask you this. Did you ever really feel safe to be yourself? Growing up now. Exactly. Exactly. And now what is it like for you? Now it's completely different. I've given myself way more room for to be myself or just the way I want silly things. And I'm also, I've been rebelling against my dad. So You've been what with your dad? So rebelling. Oh, not uh-huh. rebelling. I meant um, explain to him the things that he did when I was younger that impacted the way I was and I am. I've taken some grounds. So you've put some boundaries up? Is that what uh, you're saying? Yeah, we can say that. Okay. Okay, great. That's beautiful. So let's really celebrate and acknowledge how far you've come. 
Well done. Okay, so you've done this one massive thing. You've started acting and speaking and dressing like you. You've started speaking up maybe a little more to your father and putting some boundaries down. Huge steps. Really acknowledge those. So now it's about having momentum and stopping the saboteur rebel pattern from coming up. Do you see that? Do you see like that's kind of the next step in your journey is really being with that? You see that? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I'm, I'm in red. So based on what we've talked about so far, what do you think is a way that you can approach this presenting issue? I mean, like you said earlier, like finding a way for me to have my self-care practices, mm-hmm. habits. Mm-hmm. That's huge. But what's even more important? And it's okay if you don't see it because often the biggest shifts are in our blind spots. <laughs> so do you want me to help you out? Sure, I'd love that. It's how you are with yourself when you do take a little break. Because the pattern we identified is you need a break or you're triggered or whatever, which is normal. I don't know anyone who is 100% all of the time inspired and energized and just productive. Most people are human and have dips and have days where they need off or have something in their personal life that just gets them off track a little bit. And that's okay. So normalizing that, but the, the leverage really is here, how you are with yourself when you do that. Because from what you've told me, how you are with yourself is you beat yourself up and you compare and you're just real nasty to yourself. And then that feels so awful that then the rebel comes in and just destroys everything because you're looking for relief from the judgment because it's so painful. So the rebel is also protecting you. (laughs) So the judger comes in to protect you, to keep you going. And then that gets too intense. It gets too painful. And then the rebel comes in to try to give you a relief from that. So we just look at all these parts and we see their roles and we're like, thank you. Thank you for assisting me. And let's work together in a different way. So let, let's, let's actually, instead of type, talking in hypotheticals, why don't you give me an example of something that you're working on and where that moment comes, where you just stop and then you sabotage and rebel. Okay, so right now my project is to quit my job next year, next April, and I'm having a hard time being consistent with taking actions. What actions do you need to take? I feel overwhelmed with writing blogs, reaching out to people. I want to start making very short videos, like product videos. What is it that you want to do? So actually, I have been um, giving some workshops around wellness and more specifically how to uh, make your own products mm-hmm. to take like self-care products with chemical-free uh, products. Okay, beautiful. Beautiful. So your passion is in wellness. Correct. Okay, great. And you're doing B-School with me right now, right? Yes, I'm doing B-School. Okay, great. And that's beautiful because that can help with the overwhelm because it's actually a curriculum where you can go one step at a time. Mm-hmm. But Luca, here's, here's the thing. You're feeling overwhelmed not because you can't do it or not because you're not capable You're feeling overwhelmed because your whole life you were told that you're not capable. Your whole life you were told, not maybe in so many words, but that you weren't enough. And so it's more your beliefs about who you are than 
actually what the action steps are in front of you. Can you see that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So again, this comes back to how you are with yourself. A lot of this has to come back to really acknowledging yourself. And instead of talking to yourself about all the things that need to be done, talk to yourself in very encouraging words because you've just got the voice of your father still in your head. And any of us would feel overwhelmed if we feel like we're not capable or we're not enough. It's very natural. But what I'm saying to you is it's not because what's in front of you actually is overwhelming. It's just because of how you think of yourself. So what comes up for you when I say that? Let me know on point. And I think a part of me knows that. What do you wish your father would have said to you? What do you want to hear from him? I think I would like to hear that that he's part of me, that I'm, mm-hmm. that he loves me for who I am, mm-hmm. that it's okay for me to make mistakes. And I guess I'd like for him to recognize the way he has spoken to me over the years mm-hmm. and the impact of his words. Mm-hmm. Well, he may never be able to do that because people can only love and apologize to the degree that they've loved and forgiven themselves inside. He's just taking a lot of his pain and wounding out on you. And looking to that from him is pouring water into a bucket with holes. It's kind of pointless. So where your leverage here is, is to say all those things to yourself. Like in this moment, in this moment, can you feel proud of yourself for enrolling in B-School and in being on this call with me right now, sharing your story with all the thousands of people listening? Can you just feel proud of yourself for being an inspiration to others right now? Absolutely. Yes. Actually, like, I couldn't believe that I signed up for to be on this call with you, (laughs) but I did it anyways. Yeah. And from this place of pride, how overwhelming do the next, let's say, two action steps that you need to take to start to pursue your career, how overwhelming do they feel from this place of really feeling proud? Not really, actually. It's just kind of natural. Exactly. (laughs) See, it's not, you're actually not overwhelmed. You're feeling insecure. And then therefore everything feels overwhelming. But if you come from a place of self-acceptance and self-acknowledgement and true pride, then it won't feel so overwhelming. And I know I'm not your father, and I want to say that I'm really proud of you. You were in my inner circle a few years ago. You're doing B-School, and look how far you've come. And you're out on a mission to make wellness more accessible to people. Like that's a lot to be proud of. So your power here really is in your feeling, you know, feeling proud of yourself and then also feeling compassion for when that judger comes up. And when the judger comes up, instead of shaming it, acknowledging it, accepting it, thanking it, and just asking, okay, how could we speak to ourselves with a little more encouragement? And then if you combine that encouragement with being proud of yourself, when you take these action steps, it will be easier to keep momentum and the judger won't come up 
as much because you won't be taking action from a place of not enoughness. And I hope I can make my father proud someday. You'll be taking action from, I'm really proud of myself for what I'm doing right now. It's way easier to feel a feeling if we're already feeling the feeling rather than feeling desperate for the feeling and trying to create from a lack. So are you starting to see things a little differently? Yes. It all makes sense. Great. And, and I want it to do more than make sense. So what can be some action steps you can take moving forward? I think I will dedicate at least half an hour a day to doing pure self-care. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And that includes self-talk. That includes talking to yourself, like going to a mirror and looking in your eyes and being like, I'm really proud of you. Really proud of you. What else? I think create my, uh, my plan for the next month of what I want to achieve. Well, let's make it an action step plan because I want you to kind of get the achievement result out of it. And, you know, your next steps, you've been goal oriented your whole life because you've been chasing the feeling of your father's pride. You've got to enjoy the moment and the process a little more. I feel stuck in a 30 day achievement plan instead of like the 30 day plan. I'm just, I don't know. It's a different perspective because the achievement thing you're still, and this is going to take a while. And I highly recommend you listen to this call again when it airs Mm -hmm. because I've said a lot to you and it'll probably take a couple listens to really let it all sink in. You're wired for achievement because you've been chasing a feeling of pride your whole life. Feeling pride from one father, one's father is really important. Really important. It's what most of us, girls and boys, but especially boys, really want from their dad. And so why I'm encouraging you to get the kind of goal-oriented achievement and look at it like next steps and part of the process is because I want you to feel proud right now, not when you check something off your list. Okay. Make sense? This is the most difficult part for me. Yeah. Well, this is your life lesson. (laughs) This is your lesson. Yeah. Yeah. So just be patient with yourself. Be really patient with yourself. Because that's another thing I don't think you got much of as a kid, <laughs> was just grown-ups being patient with you. So be wow. patient. That's much better than something at the beginning of the call. Thank you so much to Luca for just being such a great listener on this call and really, really being coachable. And I acknowledge all the progress you have made. That was one thing that I really wanted to point out to Luca is that he has made a lot of progress and often we just don't acknowledge that. I was at South by Southwest, a big conference last week, and I went to go hear my friend Aubrey Marcus and Aaron Alexander record a podcast. And one of the stories that Aubrey told was the story of Sisyphus. I don't can't remember if it was Greek mythology or what it was. But anyway, it's the story of this man who would just push and push and push and push this boulder up a hill. And he'd finally get to the top of the mountain. And he'd be like, oh, wow, this is a beautiful view. And then the boulder would fall back down. But what he didn't realize is that every time the boulder went back down the mountain, it didn't fall quite as far as he thought. Like it didn't quite fall as far as it did the time before. Meaning when you feel like you go backwards, 
you really aren't going back as far as you think. You're not going back to where the beginning was. You're always making progress. And it's so important to really acknowledge that and see that and know that growth is a process, not an event. So some things I wanted to highlight from this session, when Luca was saying that, you know, the sabotaging pattern happens out of the blue, I really wanted to dive into that because nothing really happens out of the blue when it comes to a pattern. There's always a triggering event. So what it sounded like to me and what we talked about is he get to the point where he get too overwhelmed or burnt out and then he'd stop and rather going into replenishing, nourishing self-care, he'd beat himself up and then go into rebel and just be like, F it, I don't care. And that's a very common pattern or rather loop that a lot of us get into. We go, 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 burn ourselves out or get overwhelmed or get scared or the self-doubt comes in. Then we stop. And instead of doing self-care that actually refuels our tank, our inner critic comes in, beats the heck out of us. And then the rebel's like, oh man, this is way too hard. We're taking way too many lashings. We're going to go watch 24 hours of Netflix, or we're going to go eat ice cream, or we're going to go like shopping. We're just going to rebel against all of this. And then once the rebel kicks in, you're so far away from being able to gain momentum again. So it really, really comes down to a couple of things. Number one, self-care. When you actually do burn out or when you actually do feel overwhelmed, it is natural as human beings. We as human beings put way too much on our plate. Life is way more complicated, way more calendared, and way more complex than it has ever been. And we are doing more as human beings than we ever have done before. And we are infiltrated with more information and input than ever before. We need breaks. Like most of us, especially those of us who have our own businesses, don't even take weekends anymore. We're working, we're on our phone, we're accessible, we're getting information all the time. So it's so important to not wait till burnout or overwhelm, overload to give yourself a break. You've got to build in self-care. You've got to build in rest into your routine. Because if you don't, you'll just go into the rebel and you'll be in that cycle of go, 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 sabotage, criticize, rebel. And you don't want to be doing that. So give yourself that nourishing, fulfilling break. Another thing about Luca is he grew up in a very judgmental household. He was told your ideas are silly. The way you dress is silly. The way you do your hair is silly, especially from his father. And that father wound is a biggie for all of us, especially for men. Men really, really need that fatherly approval. And we often internalize the way we work from our dad because in so many ways, our dad is more the model of the masculine. So it was important for Luca to realize that the voice in his head isn't his own voice. You could tell from listening to him, or at least I could tell, I'm sure you could too, he's very sweet, very sweet, very kind, has a super big heart, definitely creative, probably far more creative and conscious and open-hearted than his father. Probably felt like a little bit of a black sheep of the family, like I know many of you do. Many of us light workers feel that way. And so that judgmental voice isn't his. And he said he'd catch himself, but catching yourself in your pattern isn't enough. It's an amazing first step. But often when we catch ourselves, the part of us that catches it is the inner critic. We criticize our patterns rather than having massive 
compassion for it. So I coached him to have massive compassion for the judgment. The judger in him just thinks that it's parenting him, that it's really taking care of him. So if he continues to make it wrong, the part will freak out because that's the protective part when we need those protective parts. So we work with them. We greet them with acceptance rather than make them wrong. He's trying to push it away and just kick it rather than really accepting it and talking to it and giving that protector a new voice, a more encouraging voice. So now let's shift to his feelings about being overwhelmed. For most of us, overwhelm comes from one of two things. One, we're too far in the future. We think about an end result and then we try to imagine all the action steps we need to take to achieve that end result. That feels way too overwhelming. And so we just get kind of paralyzed. (laughs) Paralysis by analysis. The other reason we get overwhelmed is because of our beliefs about ourselves. It's going to be really easy to feel overwhelmed if you think you're not enough, if you think you're an imposter, if you think you're silly, if you think you don't have what it takes. Of course, it's going to feel overwhelming because you don't think you could do it. If I believed I couldn't swim and I was standing at the edge of the pool, it would feel really overwhelming to get in. But if I know I can swim, even though I'm not that great of a swimmer and I'm just starting out and I know I can do it. I'm not going to feel so overwhelmed. So again, this comes back to how you are with yourself, what you believe about yourself, how you talk to yourself, and whether or not you really acknowledge yourself. When we talked about what he wanted to hear from his father, he was really, really good at speaking clearly what he wanted to hear. That it's okay to be who he is. That's okay to make mistakes. The one hook he still has is wanting his father to apologize and recognize the way he spoke to him. But His father may never do that because I have a feeling his father speaks to himself the way he speaks to his son. But what Luke can take full responsibility for is speaking to himself the way he wanted his father to speak to him and speak from more of a place of feeling proud for really recognizing himself, recognizing each action step he's made, inner and outer. It's so important that you're come from Whenever you pursue any goal is feeling proud of yourself right now, proud of the progress, proud of your willingness, proud of taking any step, even if it's a baby step, even if it's a backward step, proud of yourself for continuing to go anyway. When we take any action step from that place of not enoughness, it's such a hard action step to take and it will feel overwhelming and it's hard to take momentum. And that's the other reason we sabotage ourselves. Listen to me clearly. The other reason we sabotage ourselves is because as we're moving along, we have so much self-doubt we have so much fear and we have so much not enoughness that we stop believing in ourselves. So of course you're going to lose momentum and sabotage. If you don't think you can swim, you're going to drown in the pool. No, you can swim. Even if it's like a little doggy paddle, that's enough. And the more you swim and the more you keep going forward, the better swimmer you will become, the stronger you'll become, the more distance you will get, the more confident you will become. So keep going. So some action steps for you. (laughs) Self-care. When you give yourself a break, is it a breakdown? Are you consciously putting breaks in your schedule and your to-do list so you can fill that self-tank? Next, If you have a strong judger, really examine whose voice is that. I have a feeling it's not yours. And instead of criticizing it and judging the judger, greet it with compassion. Next, think of the things that you really wanted to hear from the parent whose approval you didn't get. 
or whose approval you wanted more of. Write down all the things you wanted to hear. Say those things to yourself. And finally, be a freaking cheerleader to yourself. Acknowledge yourself. Be proud of yourself. Remember, whenever we're pursuing a goal, we're really chasing a feeling, not the result. So give yourself those feelings right now and then going for the results becomes a lot more fun. All right, everybody, that is our show for today. Just one quick reminder before I sign off, my group coaching call is tonight. If you're listening to this call early in the day, you can still join me, christinehausler.com slash group. If you missed this one, which was on confidence, then join me for the one next month. The link is always christinehausler.com slash group. Much love and many blessings, everybody. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Much love.